To the Think Different Podcast, the podcast that rules the world. That's right, everybody. I am Will, the TLD. That's right. On my screen right now here on YouTube, there's only one quote there because I forgot to put another quote on the side of the TLD, but I'm not redoing it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to be here as I always am every single Friday. It is a wonderful day to talk about Apple stuff, especially with all the great stuff that happened this week. But no, I'm not alone. If you look towards my right, which is your left, ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Keto Frank Funk. Hey, how you doing, Will? What's going on? Not much. In fact, you don't know this yet, but on YouTube, you should see your new name. Instead of Mr. Frank Funk, you have graduated to Keto Frank Funk. There you go. If people, good. Yeah, if people haven't been watching our episodes, well... Damn it, you should be, because Frank has been turned on to the keto diet. I've helped him lose 347 pounds. I made up that number. I'm completely lying, but he did lose a lot of weight, and he's looking good in the face, man. I can tell you right now, I can see your face. I look how good you look. Thank you. Yeah, I feel real good. I lost, just for the record, I lost 43 pounds so far, and uh, within the next couple of weeks, I hope to be under 200 pounds, so that's everything's Going good. That's right. Now, of course, today is a very special day. It's a day of remembrance. It's September 11th. That's when this episode is coming out. Uh, it is a uh, hard day to talk about in our lives. You know, obviously, none of us will forget where we were that day. But I want to uh, remember all those who were lives were lost September 11th, all the firefighters, policemen, everyone that did everything they could that day. So I want to give a quick shout out to them, Frank. I'm sure you do too. Absolutely. It's so. Uh, a horrendous day in our history but it's something that we need to take pause and remember all of those that uh, put their lives on the line afterwards and just uh, did whatever they could to make a bad situation as as good as possible mm-hmm. let's talk about what we're going to talk about this week we have a lot to go through uh, we have a lawsuit to talk about in fact we have two lawsuits to talk about and then of course Apple announced earlier in this week at the end of our episode we're going to discuss the digital only event on September 15th which will be this Tuesday of all the new stuff that Apple's coming out with in fact we may be getting on our podcast a little bit quicker than next Friday. It depends on where we are with Frank. Frank's in the middle of Florida. He's still trying to get back to New Jersey. Hopefully he'll get back soon. Otherwise, yes. we are going to try to do a quick, uh, usually it's every Friday at 9 a.m. You will see a new episode. But we might go out a little earlier this week just because all the great news is coming out. But this day in history, Frank. So in on September 9th, 2014, what do you think I'm going to talk about on that day? September 9th? Of 2014. Huh. Let's see if you guys what the product is. What product do you think I'm going to talk about? Uh, the iPod. Very good. Oh, good, because you saw the notes. All right, That's ladies and right. gentlemen. <laughs> Apple has discontinued the iPod Classic on on September 9th, 2014. The sixth generation 160 gig iPod Classic was the last one to use the original 30-pin and the iconic click wheel. Now, I personally was introduced into an iPod third generation, so the click wheel was part of my growing up. Uh, Frank, what was your first iPod? Well, I had, well, 
my daughter wanted an iPod. So I went to Comp USA. I don't know if you remember that. Of course I remember and, Comp USA. Okay, so they had one and I, I bought it and I brought it home and I um, you know, had to test it out. So I put some music on it and then there was a thing on there that said games. So games, what kind of games? So I went to games and it started playing snippets of a song. You had to pick which song it was. And I said, hey, that's just that's the music I just loaded on there. And I was like, that's really cool. So um, I went back and I bought one for me. Mm. Now, the one that I bought for me, because they didn't have the one I bought for my daughter, another one. They had one that had a color screen on it. And that's the one I bought. The fourth for generation. Me. So that's the fourth generation version that you got with, with, with video, the, iPod video. Yeah, they that called was a it. Quick wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, what a what a uh, what a what an invention! That was really something. It's terrible. amazing that it did. If you really look at it, it didn't last that long in our history as far as a product. You're talking maybe what thirteen years. It, it, it lasted, you know, that design, that style of an iPod. I mean, iPod's still around. iPod Touch still exists. But that version, 13 years, you think about an iPhone, how long it's been around now. It's been 13 years since an iPhone came out. And if you look at the the look of an iPhone, not all that different from the original design. As far as we haven't, like, changed the full design to something completely different that's not an iPhone. So iPod... Oh, maybe this time. Well, well, I don't know. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But... That is what happened on this day in history. So keep your iPod Classic around if you still got it. But let's talk hey. a little bit about the Apple Store. Now, we talked a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, about the new Apple Store that was the floating Apple Store. That's actually starting up this week. But you, some employees had a hard time getting out of work. So what did they do? They actually sued Apple. And on this day, they must pay 1200 I'm sorry, that's a lie. 12,000 workers in California for the time spent waiting for compulsory bag searches at the end of their shifts. Now, what they're talking about is that at the end of every shift, the manager has to check a bag to validate that uh, someone has not walked out with an Apple product. Because I'll be honest, it's kind of easy to walk out with, that, with an Apple product in your bag. Well, they felt like they should have been compensated for that time because some people waited up to... 5 to 20 minutes, even on busier days, up to 45 minutes to for a bag check. So they felt they should have been paid for that. And then there was a lawsuit back in 2015 kind of related to this. They paid about $60 million back to the employees. So they have now won another case with this. So, Frank, what are your thoughts? I mean, I worked at the New York uh, one one day uh, in a long time ago but I had to wait a while to get a bag and because I was a guest I didn't have one of those technology cards they used to right. get these cards that would right. have a serial number of your products that are in your device well yes. if you don't have one of those they don't let you out of that store right now I, I was just going to bring that up uh, when I was at Freehold you had the technology card and they didn't want you to use your personal device on the floor Mm-hmm. and um I, in all the years I worked at Freehold and at Quaker Bridge, I, maybe because I worked nights, I don't know, and maybe it wasn't a big store like Fifth Avenue or something like that, but the most, the most we waited, um, we just lined up when 
when Amy was ready to lock the doors and she would check the card and or your bag. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that we waited at all. Now, the one thing Not that really. I would say uh, to counteract this is how many of those employees, when they punched in early, they got paid for that? Right. Because I know there are times when I would just, you know, five, ten minutes early, I would punch in, go out on the floor. And they, they would not, they would always pay me. They never said, hey, you know, you're not supposed to punch in until five or whatever it was. So, I don't know. I'd have to really, uh, I'm kind of on the fence with this. You know, you, mm -hmm. I think it's kind of picky with all the other things that Apple does for their employees. But, you know, what are you going to do? Well, it's I, in California, so. Yep. Uh, I'd be curious if other states would allow this to go work or not, especially in New York. I think New York is a good case for it because, like I said, I, I was, when I waited as long as I did the one day, I, I could see why people get mad about that. Uh, you think about it, you're done with work, but you can't get out of the door for like 30 minutes. That, I mean, you, if that happened on a pretty regular basis, I think you'd be kind of pissed. And I think yeah. that it'd be better to... In my opinion, if Apple wanted to address this to stop this from happening, the only option is that after their bag is checked, you have to have an, e uh, an easy pay available to clock out, but you have to borrow someone else's iPad to do it, but then they get signed out of all their stuff on that device. So, right. I, I, you know, it's kind of like, what, what's the what's the way to fix that, uh, the well, search? The way to fix it is um, when you come in, they have uh, lockers or whatever for you outside of the door and you put all your personal stuff in there but then my argument will be how often does that door close that gets you back in hey the only time you go back out there is when you're leaving mm -hmm. when you come in and when you leave yep so i thought and that then, mm -hmm. you know when you walk to that door then you're checked do you have any equipment do you have anything with you how many times did you walk? How, how many times did I walk out of there with a easy pay? Yeah. Oh, that happened. To, I definitely have done that. Yeah, that is for sure. I brought home. I brought cables home. I brought like wires home, adapters home by accident. There's things that definitely we always bring home by accident. Now I will always tell them that I brought home an easy pay because I check those every night, and those are very right. valuable products to them in a right. retail environment. So right. if, if someone didn't report that, that'd be really messed up. Uh, that's for sure. But I know if I always walked out with it, I mean, it's very hard now. It's very hard to... I can't remember well, the last time I walked out with one, but I know I have. I, I There have been a couple times. I was three-quarters of the way home, uh, and I realized I had an easy pay on me, and I'm like, God damn so I, and I turned around and went back and, mm -hmm. and turned it in. I mean, you know, hey, it's the last thing because you know how they check those at night. If there's one missing, who's the last one that had it? That's right. Now, I always thought that um, with those, if it turned up missing and they couldn't find it and you were the last one on it, mm -hmm. you should pay for it. Mm. I would have been real. I mean, because how many people brought them home and uh, never brought them back? Yeah, whether well, intentionally or unintentionally. Well, maybe I would have had a. I would have had a real hard line on that. Well, I That's mean, what? perhaps they could take them to court, but they could also take them to this kind of court.
This is the plaintiff, Epic Games. They said they wanted to start a new direct payment system over the defendant's ripoff store, stealing 30% of the profits, please. They stated Apple imposes unreasonable and unlawful restraints. Also, the other developers, like Amazon, catch a brick on those deals, and they feel it's not right. They are suing for a lot, a lot, a lot of money. The money they believe they're owed. This is a defendant, Apple. They said they're not budging on their policies and ordered the plaintiff to comply. Since they didn't listen, they kicked them off of the App Store. Google also kicked off the plaintiffs due to their little complaint of their fees. Apple had all the rights to remove their developmental license, and these guys are just not thankful for the development of this platform to sell their Fortnite coins. They're accused of not playing along. These companies are not actors. They are real companies pending in a civil court. They're going to have their case discussed right here on the Think Different Podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's time for the People's Court, everybody, because every week there is always going to be something happening between Epic Games and Apple. And, Frank, this week was no different, sir. Nope. All right, so let's talk about a couple of things that happened this week. And again, we are using MacRumors.com, and they have this timeline talking about everything that goes on every day with these two companies. So let's go back to September 4th. Epic Games filed for a preliminary injunction that would allow Fortnite back on the App Store and restore access to its developer account. And then four days later, Apple countersues Epic Games, requesting damages for breach of contract. In its answer, Apple Apple describes Epic Games as a multi-billion dollar enterprise that simply wants to pay nothing for the tremendous value that it derives from the App Store. So that's something Frank would tell you. On September... On September 9th, now this was new, Epic Games announced that Apple will no longer allow users to sign into Epic Game accounts using sign-in with Apple as soon as September 11th. So that is what has happened in the last three... This is a week, folks, that this happened. So, Frank, anything you got to say about any of the things that happened? Well, um, I think clearly on the uh, September 8th notation that... um, Listen... I mentioned it last week. Uh, Epic signed a contract. I mean, how is that any different than you or I signing a contract? If they didn't like the 30%, then they should have said, hey, you know, we want to negotiate that. But Apple felt that that was their, that's what they were charging everybody else. So that was non-negotiable. So Epic wanted to have access to the billions of iPhone accounts that are using the App Store for Blade, which was their first big game, right? And then um, the the latest, uh, Fortnite. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that. I do think it's a violation of their contract. And to me, it, it, it reminds me of the mentality of uh, a lot of the uh, sports people. Uh, they're they have a good year, and oh, I want to renegotiate my contract. Well, how about living up to the letter of the contract, and then at the end of the contract, then we'll talk renegotiation. Because I know you and I can't go into our boss and say, yeah, I had a really pretty good year. I want to renegotiate my contract. 
Well, that's where the raise comes in. The unemployment line. Right. So, um, the countersuit, I think, has some validity. Yeah, I, I was surprised it took as long as it did, I'll be honest. I, I mean, it took definitely more time uh, than Epic did. I mean, you're talking about, what are we talking here? Uh, probably like so a couple weeks for them to, I was yeah. waiting for Apple to countersue. I was like, when, how come they haven't sued, you know, you have the right to countersue at that point once you're sued. Uh, and, yeah. and obviously they're going to have value here. Now, this looks like, you know, I, I can't say what's going to happen here. I mean, I, I, see, I, I definitely see a settlement between these two in some way. Well, I think that's what Apple was hoping for before they um, countersuit and before they stopped signing with Apple. Now, I think that is significant because I know I use that all the time, mm. where whenever I can sign in, where Apple will allow me to automatically use their encryption sign-in with signing with, your, with Apple, I use that wherever I can. Um, and I think uh, that is something that Apple is doing to show Epic that listen, we mean business. Yeah. So, so the, and that and what that does, people who use that, they have to. There's an FAQ on Epic Games website if you are using it to update your access so you don't lose it. Because if you keep it the way it is, you're going to lose your account. You're going to have to start over right. from scratch. Oh, God forbid. That you lose the scores on your game. That's that, very I mean, important. That's like, hey, that's, my mother that's almost lost. My mother almost lost her Candy Crush like progress. Ooh. Oh my oh. God, was that like horror going from one iPad to another? On shit list forever. Yep. Thank God for Facebook has it all on there, but she didn't know how to sign into it. So, yep, the battle continues between these two, and hopefully next week we'll have more great stuff uh, that these two companies will come out with. But let's talk about the main event of what we're going to be here for today, and that is the big event. Apple announced on Tuesday that they're going to have an event the week after on September 15th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on their event that's digitally going to be done. Uh, one of the cool things they came out with was an augmented reality logo, so you can actually use that logo like in different scenes, and it kind of moves the... Uh, if you look at the logo, it's like a bunch of blue uh, circle lines all curved, and it can uncurve and go into, like, like the date, which is really cool. So they, they did some cool stuff. But now let's talk about the rumors of what is going to happen. Of course, the number one guy that knows everything, Bloomberg's Mark Gurman. He's always, like, the number one guy that knows all this stuff. But he yeah. believes that the iPhone 12 will not even be an appearance on this, even though the blue logo kind of symbolizes the newest phone that is like color that's supposed to be coming in fact that's the color we used for this logo right now yeah that's true i didn't think of that mm -hmm. see you're on top of things right? i am man. I, it just seemed like I, that's my thoughts but they don't it's hard to tell it's really really hard to tell and maybe they'll just have a different event for the iphone 12 but if the iphone 12 comes out with the with the subtitle being time flies it's pretty obvious we're seeing a new Apple Watch 6 coming out. Some of the features that uh, they're talking about is um, oxygen blood level. Mm -hmm. or, yeah, the oxygen level in your blood through the watch, um, which can be very helpful uh, depending upon, you know, the person that's wearing it, obviously. Um, so I think the, the watch is really jumping forward in terms of uh, the medical profession 
I think that's really where they're trying to get this, that they're working with the FDA, they're working with the medical profession, where they're really trying to push this as a top-notch wearable for uh, health reasons, uh, preventative as well as um, just general checking your health. So um, that's going to be interesting. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think there's going to be a bigger face? Do you think it's... I think they might use a different type of LED screen. The rumor is they're going to use something called a micro LED, and that's a more power efficient style of display, which would help with the battery life of it. So I think that's a big thing. But another big rumor is that Touch ID fingerprinting is going to be built right on the watch. So imagine you hold your finger on your screen to unlock it, which I don't know what I would use that for if I have the... um, automatic if it's already unlocked connected to my phone so unless yeah. the watch was by itself I, I really and my phone was like i don't well, what know if they would you would they be able to connect it to your macbook pro with your touch id and then just touch your watch and it would open your MacBook. well it already pro. does that now as long as i'm wearing the watch it unlocks the mac so it already yeah I, that's true that's one yeah, extra so step right. so again i don't know what feature i would use that for unless it's going to be like you know how the back tap is coming on the uh, yes. the phones with the new iOS, well maybe something like that where like it does like a quick thing, like like that would be kind of cool, like like or a double tap or like mm-hmm. something I don't know something like that. Uh, but I don't know why Touch ID would be valuable on the Apple Watch Six. I mean I have a Series Four, and all these rumored features. I'll be honest, I don't think I'll take advantage of them at all. So I don't. Th- I think again the same deal. I think this is a product I'm going to skip. I don't think the Apple Watch is a product you've got to do every year, with like an iPhone or even like an iPad. You don't have to do that every year. So right. That, that's my. I would agree. Yeah, but the iPad Air four is also rumored to be coming out. So the rumor is that they're gonna uh, make big improvements from the Air three to the Air four. They could possibly ditch the Lightning USB C and expand it from the 10.5 inch to an 11 inch and make it a full 11 inch. Uh, they're also thinking about switching from Touch ID and the home button to the Face ID. We don't know yet. I mean, a lot of people still like Touch ID uh, on there, well, especially right now. Like people wearing masks, like Touch ID is like a va- like a valuable part now. Yeah. I, one of the things that I would like to see in terms, of, I love Face ID. I, I I do. But one of the things that I would want to see would be um, to have multiple Face IDs. Hmm. So you could have maybe you know two people or three people on your device, um, like you know you have your wife, maybe your um, one of your kids in case something happens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see that. Well, I don't know if they'd be able to do it, but well, the best way you could get around that is setting up an alternate appearance. So remember, there is an option inside of Face ID where you can set up an alternate appearance uh, in order for you to. Uh, do that. So uh, one of the things I'm going to probably test this week is I'm going to put a mask on myself and I'm going to try the alternate appearance and see if it even requires me to even use it. Because if it doesn't, then that's a great way to get around it, that I could wear a mask and I could not wear a mask. It knows when I wear sunglasses, like it's very aware, which is really awesome. So I think to set up alternate appearance is something you could do. But I see what you're saying, but I like the idea of multiple options. I like Maybe I got the Face ID and the Touch ID somehow. I don't yeah. know how they could do it, but the iPad 4 could be getting an upgrade to more speakers as well. Now, the I, I find it so weird. They have the iPad, the iPad Air, and then the iPad Pro. And there's, you know, 
uh, again, I, there's too many iPads for me. Yeah, I do. I, I agree. You know, if they're going to go and and give you uh, edge to edge screen, then maybe get rid of the low level. You know, the entry level one. I think the entry level one is perfect for because now that I'm working at a school, that is perfect for kids. Uh, it, it's really and it's the cheapest iPad, and it's not that expensive to have. Uh, that iPad. I think that iPad has to stay, but the Air one, eh, it's like an in-between, and I don't know what I would buy it for. Yeah. And then the final wow. and then the final rumor is Apple AirTags. Like, I bought the original tiles. Remember the tiles? When of course, they sold I have the them. Apple Store? Yeah. And um, I liked them until I found out I couldn't replace the battery on my own. I remember we talked about that in other episodes. Remember I told you you can now now that can happen with yeah. ones now. But so, yes, at the time, right, there you could not do that. Now, I don't know what they intend to do with these um, tags in terms of how much user accessibility has to the device itself. And does it have to be connected to Wi Fi or will it emit some sort of signal that you can find somewhere without being connected to uh, a network. So that's what I, I'd have to see how they engineered that and how that's going to work. Hmm. What if they did this? And this is, I'm going to throw this out here. If you have a AirTag on one of your products and you lose it, what if they had a warranty that actually would get you a replacement up to a certain amount of money? If the AirTag fails, uh, I mean that would be interesting for a for a product. But if I was looking, I was thinking that these devices could uh, be used more for adolescents hmm. um, to have them have it somewhere in their clothing, somewhere around their neck. So that um, if a child is lost, they would be able to find that child. Uh, I'm just thinking beyond a well, you know, I want you connecting to, it to a product or a bag. Yeah, I mean that that's what we have to figure out what the advantage over tile is going to be. Now, tile reason why I asked that question before. Tile launched a new premium pro product protection plan that offers one thousand dollars in lost item reimbursement. So. Tile, this is a plan that if you subscribe to the lost items that you so basically you're basically you're paying for a warranty for your own stuff, but you get right. a thousand up to thousand dollars of reimbursement. Kind of interesting, you know. Basically, if your tile fails or you can't find your product, that you can get it. So you know, yeah, I'd have to read all of that. That that sounds interesting. It does, uh, right? So yeah. I wonder if Apple would do something similar to make it compete with it. Well, they have the Apple Care Plus, right? Right. Where and they have a theft program. They do have a theft program. Water damage. So, mm -hmm. I mean, how far of a step is it from that? Right. Now, the last question is, do you think there's going to be anything else that's going to be coming out? I mean, we, we have... The possibility of ARM-based MacBook, which I don't, I think that this announcement came out just a couple days ago. I don't see them just throwing everything out like this. I think this required a little more time to get the build. 
uh, yeah, to I, it. I think the arm, the release of the arm chips, uh, is going to be a big ballyhoo by itself. Yep, and I um, think the iPhone and that should be combined together. Yeah, I think this could be, be its own separate small event, and then yep. we can have one more in October because it's Techtober, baby. Techtober's coming up. That's right. And we should have an announcement there for the iPhone and the Mac together as one thing. Yeah. So don't get yeah. your hopes up, people, that this is going to be like the greatest thing in the world. I think you got to keep it smaller. I think that we're in a different time now where in the past, yes, September, they would just throw everything out at us. I don't think they're going to do that this time. So I think we have to cool our tits a little bit, and we have to... Uh, well, i got to tell you, I'm really anxious for the phone. I'm, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. All right. I really want to see it. I want it. Um, I'll be one of the one of those people that stay up till 4 o'clock in the morning and, and order it. So sad, so, so sad. But I will tell you, I'm going to end today's with a great story I like to talk about. Well, my mother-in-law has decided to come up here and visit because we are having our baby shower for little Luke coming in December. And we have this, she decided to do the old school way of taking a piece of paper and printing out Google Maps on this piece of paper and driving up because they only have, they only have the flip phones, right? They can't do GPS. So naturally, Frank, what do you think possibly happened? Oh, she forgot the paper. No, got lost. she got lost while having the papers. So poor my mother-in-law is like freaking out, finding out where to go. So I had to kind of find out what exit she was on and try to get her to a hotel for the first night while she's driving up from Florida to New Jersey. And then today, like one road said it was East County line, but really it's North Carolina and that, that messed her up. So when she got here, she was so frustrated to the point that as of Today, I talked to my other friend, Will, and he, we have purchased an iPhone SE for my mother-in-law. She has taken the move from right, being a flip go. phone to an iPhone because it's just not possible anymore to just print out directions and follow them. Well, I'll tell you, make sure you write down her Apple ID and her password and store it in your phone somewhere. You know what's great? She has an iPad already, so I already oh. know she has the experience, and, and she, could, she could likely be able to do this, because watch what happens when all her apps start coming over from the iPad. She will be blown away. She, she's going to be like, wow. Yeah. And on that note, that is How our episode for this week. We're hoping <laughs> to come back uh, earlier than we normally do next week for another episode to talk about the results of the Apple event and episode number 61. But this episode 60, there are 59 other episodes that you can go enjoy. Thank you, Frank. I am Will TLD with one quote. We want to thank you for coming in this week for another episode of the Think Different Podcast.